everyone, and welcome to the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, episode 13. In this podcast, this is where we give our impressions and reviews on movies and video games we've watched or played during the week. My name is Barry. Hello, my name is Craig. And as always, our first segment is going to be the news for our podcast. More energy. There isn't a lot of news. <laughs> All right. And this podcast may have a lot of energy just in general yep. because uh, I'm, we're running on fumes. <laughs> we are, for sure. It's It's been one heck of a week for both of us, uh, especially for the world even, uh, with so much going on. But uh, for news-wise, my first thing, of course, is going to be the conference we were all waiting for, the PlayStation announcement that was going to unveil the PS5, maybe the price, and probably the launch games coming with it has been delayed uh, and with no later date. And this is all because they came out with a statement as the games should be taking a backseat to the issues that are much bigger that are going on, of course, which is with with all the Black Lives Matter protests going on, of course, across the United States. And I've even seen pictures of where it's now more. It's the world taking taking a part of this now. Yeah, I can't be mad at them for doing this. It does kind of suck that, you know, we were all kind of looking forward to it. But in the grand scheme of things, having to wait a week or two really isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, we have to hope it's a week or two. Uh, you know, if Hopefully it's not, you know, they delay it till July. But even then, like, even then with it, it's it makes sense for them because they're not going to get as many views or as much hype around it with everybody, you know, everybody's going to watch the conference and then they're going to switch to, you know, their news and then find out, you know, all the police brutality that's going on, all the protests and all the fights that have happened because of it. Right. So uh, it's it's a smart, smart move on them. Yep. So I'm kind of I am kind of surprised that they didn't give a date, but I guess that'll come later. They probably don't want to try and put that out there right now. But, you know, I would think probably a week or two would be safe because they can't sit on this for too long if this is still going to come out in the fall. Yeah, we have to get our information at some point, and I think, especially for the most part, I think July or August would be way too late. Yeah, yeah, um, and kind of along the lines with that, we also had uh, Call of Duty delayed their next season, season four, uh, indefinitely as well, for the same reason. And, you know, they got some backlash for it too, but again, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't. It's not that big of a deal that we can't play the new season and get a new season pass for another week or so I, everybody will survive <laughs> yeah and then with another announcement of delays uh ign who was having a i think summer like game conference sort of thing that they were going to be hosting on their site has been delayed at least until june 8th which is going to be uh monday this coming monday mm-hmm. uh, they have a lot of new they have a lot. Uh, they don't have a lot of new, but they have a lot of planned announcements. I know Warner Brother Games is making their debut with probably the Harry Potter game that was talked about much earlier uh, right. last year. Okay, yeah, that's. What I I had saw that the IGN thing was delayed, but I didn't really look into it, so I had no idea uh, what games they were actually going to be showing. You know, but that makes sense. Probably the smaller developers. They have a lot of big and smaller. You know, there's EA, and now that I think about it, you know. EA had planned to show gameplay and, uh, and whatnot of Madden 21, mm-hmm. and that also got delayed Okay. Uh, due, due to the messaging that all of these companies are trying to put out with their support for Black Lives Matter. And if it's not obvious, we as a podcast, Craig and I, both support the movement right. and, and do what we can to help, of yep. course. Yeah, at the end of the day, gaming takes a backseat. You know, it's, it's not as important, so... There's no sense. I mean, some people, you know, I saw a lot of people online putting a lot of hate out there saying, you know, oh, you should keep it separate. You know, this has nothing to do. Gaming has nothing to do with it. But at the end of the day, it does. And, you know, them showing that they support it and this is the way they can do it. So there had been some talk, too, uh, with the Call of Duty front about them wanting to put some sort of uh, Black Lives Matter pack into the game itself and donating the funds. So that could be something they could do too. That would be pretty cool. And then you could show your support in the game as well. Yeah. And I know for a lot of it, and I just kind of came to this thought while we were talking about it, all the companies are doing their best not to bury the the movement that's going on right now. 
when you turn on the news, it's about the protests. It's about the Black Lives Matter movement. And let's say if tomorrow Sony was, and we're recording on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. if Sony was to do their PlayStation conference, there's going to be, you know, this kind of fight for marketing and that wouldn't be good on Sony's end or IGN's there. They, they want to make sure that the black lives matter movement, the protest, everything that's going on is at the forefront of everybody's mind, which I think that says a lot to uh, a lot about the companies themselves, you know, realizing that, it's 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 not just a normal you know crime that happened it's much bigger than this and it's starting to revolutionize you know our country and the world even right in the end it may end up you know bringing about some good change so hopefully it does and people can learn from this and you know things that need to change get changed quickly yeah and take it over to a a slightly (laughs) brighter point all right here sony days of play sale has begun Mm -hmm. uh began today and it will end i believe june 17th and i have the page up right in front of me right now and i'm thinking if you have if you've just picked up your ps4 during the quarantine this is probably your best time to get like really some of the best games that this generation had to offer and i know that Sony put out a lot of really good games during this generation. Looking at looking at sites, you know, Last of Us 2 comes out in 2 weeks now. Uh you can get The Last of Us Remastered for the PS4 for 10 bucks. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and if if you don't already know, I'm pr- you are going to have to play the first one for the second one to make sense. Right. Or to have even that much more of an impact on you. So for sure, uh, get that one do you have any you have any games that you've been thinking about that maybe i mean i look uh, i looked should, over yeah. it um you know pretty much every single one of their first party games is on sale looks like um so now's the time like if you haven't played any of them and i think i've played majority of them if not all of them by this point um i played all the uncharted's you know i think uh neo days gone i was thinking about possibly picking up days gone and actually putting more time into that because I think I played maybe four or five hours when that first came out. So that could be something. Yeah, with Days Gone, like it's, you know, sitting at about 20 bucks and for yeah. a 40 hour, you know, game that's going to come out. And it's it just kind of like it's just kind of like look at the investment of money put based on towards your time. Right. And, you know, you don't eat McDonald's, you know, for three times in a week. You're paying for Days Gone. And you're going to get 40 <laughs> hours. Yeah. And definitely, uh, if you haven't played any of the Uncharted games, now's a good time to pick those up. Um, I I didn't see. Is Until Dawn on there? Until Dawn is. It's $10. Yes. That's a steal. That game was fantastic if you're into horror-type games. I think Neo's on there on sale. $10. Yeah. Like, all these first-party games are on there. Horizon, if you're into that. Like, that one, I just picked that one up again to, to try and get through it. I think I was, like, 20 hours into that when I hit an area and just got overwhelmed with uh, side quests and just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of stopped playing, but that game, yeah. that game's good. They're just, you know, they have so many good first party games um, and exclusives and they're pretty much all dirt cheap right now. So really no excuse if you haven't played any of them. Yeah. I'm looking at some of the newer games and I'll mention like the medieval remake uh, yes. instead of 30 is at 20 the death stranding of course everybody's uh, favorite strand game <laughs> yep uh instead of 60 sitting at 30 so okay. if it that game's kind of polarizing so so if you want like a polarizing game to get into and really like hear everybody's opinion about it like that's definitely death stranding is where you want to go with that yeah that's a game that we had both talked about going back and trying to finish but if I'm being honest with myself and the amount of games that I've bought in during this quarantine that are just like stacking up over here, it's probably going to be one that I never finish, honestly. Yeah. But we'll see. You know, it might be something maybe down the road that I go back to as like a nostalgia thing, but I don't see myself finishing that. But, you know, a lot of people did like that game. So 30 bucks isn't bad. Yeah, and then the last thing I'll mention too is uh, Sony is doing a thirty percent off like their prescription service. Yeah, prescription. Yeah, subscription Subscription. service. (laughs) Subscription. You can get a prescription too. (laughs) Yeah, but the um, like the twelve month code is usually sixty, and it's going to be forty two. Other than this and Black Friday, it's really you can sometimes find good deals, 
for PS Plus, and considering that the new consoles are coming out, and your membership will carry over right uh, onto the next one, if you're looking to save a couple bucks and you want to get it before Black Friday, this is this is it's a good time to do it. Thirty yeah. percent off isn't bad at all. I had uh, on a side note for Sony. I had saw the other day, like some pre-orders have gone up for some games that are coming out like Dirt 5 um, and some other ones that I'm forgetting. But they did have a little disclaimer on there. And I'm pretty sure it said all games that come out after July uh, have to be able to work on the PlayStation 5. So, I don't I mean, I haven't seen any announcement from Sony as far as that goes, but that was just kind of put out there. I don't know if they jumped the gun on on Sony there, but that's interesting if that is true then that means that their backwards compatibility is going to work pretty much the same as the Series X's. Yeah, and Sony had mentioned uh, in statements before that they aren't interested in trying to make PS5 games available on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they did mention that they, they want developers to be making the best games they possibly can with the current technology of the PS5 and not trying to worry about downscaling something so that it works on the ps4 or something like that uh, yeah it's, ha- it's definitely a different approach they have the luxury yeah, of doing that because they are you know the most popular console this generation whereas microsoft is is still playing catch-up so i think they feel it's almost like they're conceding that they don't think very many people are going to buy their new console because they're like oh you know the games will work on both if you have a xbox one x hey it'll it'll play the games anyway Whereas Sony's like, no, nah, you got to buy the new console. And, you know, that's how Microsoft was with, you know, the 360 going into the Xbox One. They were kind of the same way because they were the leaders. So I get it. Yeah, the tides of the game console wards <laughs> are always twisting, turning, yep. and yep. going either way. And we we won't get into console discussions. I, I have some neat ideas later once Sony actually does reveal what's going on with their console All right. that, you know, look forward to future episodes of the podcast. Cause I think Craig and I will get into it in a couple of them. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Nintendo's over in the corner, just collecting all the money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially with, with animal crossing coming out. Like I still can't believe, and it's not a tangent here, but I still can't believe how popular <laughs> yeah. that game is that game is still going like I understood its popularity at the beginning of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that game came out, it was kind of the perfect timing for animal crossing, right. but it's only really soared past. And I know we're now in the wedding season for the, uh, for the animal crossing update. Not that I'm playing it. You wouldn't know that. I didn't know that. That just means you are playing it. I, <laughs> I, I keep myself involved. I'm on Twitter. I got, I got to follow everything. Uh-huh. I got to follow gaming news. Okay. So if you didn't know, get on your switch and get get in for the wedding season. I'm good. I'll pass. Yeah, there, there's like a there's like a I think a marriage thing going on between a blue and pink lamb. Okay. That's the picture it showed. I I know nothing else. I think. All right. But that's all the news I have on my end. How about you, right. Craig? No, that's all I had. We can get into what we've been playing because I know we both have played a lot more than we normally do. Yeah, we're we've been hit, uh, we've both been kind of skipping and going between a bunch of games. Right. I'll I'll go over my list. Okay. And then we'll kind of take turns switching between the opinions of games or reviews of games that we're having. Sure. So right at the top, which is what I just started playing yesterday, which is Resident Evil Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, only being one hour in, I'm one fifth of the way through, which is a pretty <laughs> pretty yep. good thing to feel. Shantae and the Seven Sirens. All right. I am going to mention that I am now 40 hours into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Whew. Uh, my uh, Minecraft Dungeons and Xeno Blade Chronicles Definitive Edition for the Switch. All right. So I have also been playing Minecraft Dungeons and Resident Evil 3. Uh, and then a little bit more Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And then I did start XCOM 2. Yeah. So uh, I'll start first with the game I guess I have the the most impressions about right now, and okay. I'm skipping Assassin's Creed. I've talked about Assassin's Creed for the past two podcasts. Yep. Uh, I did stream when I played Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, and it I am announcing here that it is going to be a playthrough on Twitch. Yes. So I am not going to go further um, in the game unless I'm streaming it. I want uh, people to kind of experience this with me. 
a lot of people had said that you know this is out of the two xenoblade chronicles games this is the this is the better version so i so far i have to agree i am liking shulk much better uh than i even forget his name now rex <laughs> rex is his name if if you're a switch owner right now and you're looking to pick up a a, a long rpg xenoblade chronicles definitely uh has been has been a good point and it's definitely a buy for me for the switch okay the combat system i like it's much more relaxed compared to playing persona 5 uh or other jrpgs the combat system you automatically attack and you have free range of your motion while attacking your character automatically does it and then when you want to do something special like a special attack or inflict or damage or heal you click you click that button that you have control of and then it's on a recharge after that i like the combat the story so far has been really engaging a lot of people know shulk from the super smash brothers series but have never played his original game on the switch or no the original game on the wii Mm -hmm. or played the remaster that came out on the 3ds (laughs) <laughs> and I think this is Shulk will probably end up becoming a character that I want to play in Smash because of this game. You know, as long as I end up liking him as much as I think I will. Shulk's yeah. personality is not something you can get from Smash. His personality in the game shows a lot. Uh, shows a lot more about who he is. You know, he kind of is a nerd in a lot of ways. He just sits and studies the Monado, which is the sword at the in the cover of the game, but. For me, it's definitely a buy, a good good JRPG, and uh, the remaster is just comes with so much stuff in general. Whether it's the new after story, which I should mention, you don't even need to play the whole game through. You can just start right at the after story, the epilogue story, if you want. Which okay. it, that's that's different compared to having to put a hundred hours into Persona Five to even get to the royal content that came in. Uh, persona 5 royal yeah it's it's cool they did that i don't know i guess some people would want to do that first to see the new stuff but it seems kind of crazy to skip the majority of the game there yeah and i think with it if i think it bodes well to people who may have like played the 3ds uh remaster or maybe you went back and emulated for whatever reason even though you have a copy of it already the original on the wii you know you don't have to play through that entire story again you can just go straight into you know the new content which if the story is still fresh in your head makes sense you don't want to have to put somebody through 60 plus hours or 40 plus hours of a game if they already know it from front to back right yeah um so we could talk about Minecraft Dungeons if you want, since we both played it. Yeah, Minecraft um, Dungeons. How far did you get? I have finished the first two levels after okay. my initial blunder of <laughs> um, of spending yeah. like three hours in in some secret tomb that I didn't realize was not a level I was supposed to be playing. Right. See, the funny thing is, is you had told me that. So that night I went home and looked and I didn't even see it. Um, that it's basically just an endless dungeon, it looks like. Um, but I did not even see that. So luckily, I did not make the same mistake as you. Uh, but I did go through and complete the, I guess you could say, the entire game, all the levels. Um, they do give you the option, once you beat it, to go back and play on a harder difficulty. And then there's another one after that as well. Um, did you play, like, Diablo 3? Yeah, I had it for the Switch. Uh, okay. And I played a little bit of it. Diablo 3 uh, is is kind of hard to play by yourself. At least yeah. I think so. So it's uh, Diablo three. I played probably about two hours before I could okay. play it anymore. Like I've played like Diablo one, two and three. I've put a ton of time into and even Diablo three. I played. I think I played through it the first time by myself. I played through it with other people as well. But um, I enjoy my initial reaction with Minecraft Dungeons is the first couple levels. Um, I was kind of worried that it was going to be not as challenging right they don't there isn't a whole lot of enemies they throw at you because when you play like a diablo style game you're used to you know like 40 or 50 enemies coming at you at one time and that's kind of like that's the fun to me using all your abilities and spells and all that to just kill these giant mobs 
And luckily, when I got later into the game and they really start ramping it up um, and they start throwing a ton of enemies at you, which is one I wanted, and they give you three deaths. So you can die three times and then you'll be resurrected. But after you die the fourth time, you have to start the whole level over again. And a lot of people have said that, you know, these levels are pretty linear and they are. They have some side paths you can go down. But for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. But some of the levels can be pretty long. Like if you're exploring everything, these levels were taking me anywhere from, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to beat. So there was two times, I think, where I would get to the last boss and die. And then, you know, I had to be like, oh, I'll play that. I'll play that level tomorrow because I'm not putting another hour into it right now. But yeah. I, I, I think by the time I was done, I was like level 25 or 26, somewhere around there. I really, really like this game a lot. I, I mean, I love Diablo. This is definitely a, a simpler version of it. It's aimed more towards kids, but I still get the same enjoyment that I do out of a Diablo type game. Um, I'll probably go back and play through on the harder difficulty levels just to take a look at it. I don't know that I'll put as much time as I would into a Diablo 3 or Diablo 2 like I did, but I had a ton of fun with it. Um, the fact that it was you know free on Game Pass was nice, but I think this is a good game. I'm not a Minecraft person, but you know I still enjoyed the story for what it is. It was funny, um, and they throw enough loot at you to keep you entertained. So for me, it was it's a definite buy. I'm not sure how much it is normally. I think thirty or forty. I haven't actually yeah. looked. Yeah, I, I believe so. But for me, definitely worth it. Um, definitely check it out if you're a fan of Diablo. Even if you're not, still check it out, especially if you have a Game Pass account. You can play it on your PC. You know, you don't got to play it on Xbox. And we haven't played it together. I played the whole thing through solo, but I think playing with friends would be quite a bit of fun, too. Yeah, and especially if, you know, with, with everything on Game Pass, you and your you and probably your buddies are probably trying to find something to play. And right. this, this is a good game to definitely play with your friends. Yeah, I mean, uh, it probably took me 10 hours to beat somewhere around there. Okay, yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. No. It's no. it's more about, like, I feel like with these type of games, and I feel like it's Diablo 2, mm-hmm. I feel like with Diablo as well, uh, it's more about the, the memories you make, whether it's, you know, fighting a boss or, you know, the memories you make, you know, fighting with your friends and, you right. know, sometimes fighting over loot or something like that. <laughs> Diablo has always been a game that I would play with friends online, and it was just something you would do kind of in the background while you were having conversations with your friends. I think that's probably why I have more of a attachment to them. Cause you know, one in Diablo one, we played on PlayStation one, I think in Diablo two a bunch was played on PC, but that was just like the daily game where everybody would get together and just kind of talk about whatever. And you're mindlessly killing people. So yeah. this is just more of the same for me. So I really liked it. Yeah, I I'll give my opinion next week. I should mm-hmm. be done with the game by next week. It, it's just a matter of, and as I mentioned, I I got stuck in a I got stuck in a level for two two hours, and now I'm extremely over leveled. Yeah. For um, for the rest of the game, and I have this really I really like the the bow and arrow and the the sh- the fighting mechanics that you can have. Mm-hmm. I do admit that sometimes the creepers take way too much health when they explode. Mm-hmm. But because uh, that ended my that that ended my playthrough, uh, is I just went okay, I'm done with uh, I'm done getting <laughs> exploded. Yeah, I, for a while at the beginning, the creepers I would just use the bow and arrow to keep them at bay so they wouldn't blow up. But once you start getting some better, you know, swords and you know whatever, using a sword, pickaxe, pike, whatever, you can still kill them in like two hits, and that's enough to kill them before they blow up. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, mention else? for me. Oh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so go oh. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll mention next for me is Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Mm-hmm. I never played the original, but I always have really liked the art style of the Shantae games. And I know she's really gotten a lot of fandom, especially recently. The Shantae and the Seven Sirens game part one was originally a iphone only release on that i've you know apple game pass that they released i forget what the official name for apple's game pass thing is yeah but they released uh the whole the whole thing on 
Switch, and the animation and all the music is done by Studio Trigger, which I'm going to talk about later in the movies I watched for the week. Okay. But the animation is a lot of fun, and I'm not very good at platformers in general. Uh, I I didn't grow up being very good at Mario games. I grew up, I guess, playing action and story games, so I, I don't have the natural ability to be good mm-hmm. at the platformers but what i like about shantae so far it's been it's been pretty easy to get and on top of that too a lot of the enemies are dropping health which i find a problem in the early game you're always getting i i find myself getting hit by everything in early game in Mm -hmm. platformers so the fact that it's giving me tons of health in order to keep me alive and everything i'm really appreciating the game is 30 dollars Okay. on it and i'm gonna hold my opinion until next week okay so you're not ready yet that's fine <laughs> i've I, I have a lot of these games i've gotten like an, an hour two or three into but i haven't finished them because i'm trying to bounce because i've been bouncing between all the games so okay uh f- during the weekend i plan on plowing through a lot of this stuff okay um all right so we can do resident evil 3 um, you started it. I finished yes. it. Uh, so early impressions for you. What do you think? The And we've talked about it before between you and I, but the sound design in Resident Evil games is always amazing yep. to me. And I play on uh, a TV with a really, pr- really good sound bar. I'll admit that. And the game and the bass and all the sound design like i got spooked a couple times i'm gonna admit it nemesis busting through the wall in the beginning (laughs) of the game yep uh you know really he he got me pretty good yeah i think Uh, like i've always played resident evil games like you know uh resident evil 7 and then the the remake of 2 and then this one i always play with headphones um makes the sound i guess more personal seems like but also a good a good sound system will give you the same effect I just don't have a soundbar on my TV where I have my Xbox hooked up. But uh, my problems, you know, with Resident Evil 2, I don't remember. We may have talked about this on the Game of the Year thing we did. Um, but the Mr. X in Resident Evil 2, and I have no nostalgia for these games because I did not play them on the original PlayStation. Um, but I was really enjoying the Resident Evil 2 remake until I got to the point where Mr. X started showing up. And it got to the point where I didn't know what to do. And he's, you know, relentless um, with following you around everywhere. And I just gave up because I didn't know what to do. I was out of ammo and I just got frustrated. And it seems like, you know, what they're doing with Nemesis uh, works better for me. I know in general, it seems like a lot of people enjoy this, the second one over this one. But, you know, the times that, you know, Nemesis shows up, uh, you know, it's very specific times and, you know, they're very good about telling you where you need to go on the map and that kind of stuff. So I enjoyed it. Um, it did, you know, there's multiple times where it made me jump specifically with the nemesis, but also with just the regular zombies. Um, I had told you before that my habit now when I'm playing Resident Evil games is every zombie that's on the ground is getting shot twice in the head before I walk over them because I'm so tired of getting jump scared when I walk over zombies and they jump up and grab you. But, uh, yeah, I really, really like this game, too. So, you know, this one's going to, as of right now, is is going pretty high up on my top 10 for the year. There hasn't been a whole lot of games yet. I'm just trying to, you know, keep a, a running tally so I don't forget when the end of the year comes up. But this one's way up there. It's up there with the Final Fantasy VII remake for me. I just really, really liked it. Um, it took me about five and a half hours to beat, but I also took it very slow. Um you know, I walked very purposely with my gun aimed down pretty much at all times, so I didn't really run much. But I had a, a great time with this game. Having never played the original, you know, they put a ton of work into this. Sound design, you know, the graphics look great. And, you know, Nemesis to me was a ton of fun. So now we just need Resident Evil 4 remake because that's the one I have the most nostalgia for. Yeah, and what you mentioned earlier kind of brings up a discussion on whether or not there should be more of a of a see-through when it comes to remastering games because the original three and these from all the stories i read the original three it's about the same length Mm -hmm. and a lot of the complaints that people have about resident evil 3 is that it's not as long as resident evil 2 right i 
so far and with everything I've heard, I am I have no doubt the story in Resident Evil Three I think is going to be better than two. Mm-hmm. But two had two uh, Resident Evil Two had two different players. You know you could play through as, and the campaign was and had different level designs. Mm-hmm. So there was a decent amount of a reason to play both, and the campaign itself was probably more toward twice the length of ten hours right. on Resident Evil Two, and. I think that says has something to say about you know people read up on all the hype about Resident Evil Two mm-hmm. and then jumped in with Resident Evil Three and then wait wait it's already over and that's not necessarily <laughs> the that's not necessarily Capcom's fault for right. for that that's that's the consumer's fault for not realizing that the original game was only about five hours yeah and I, I have to go off the fact that I never played the original so I don't know what the original story was compared to you know what has changed and what hasn't changed um you know there are you have two playable characters in this you're playing as jill you're also playing as um carlos i think is his name yes i'm blanking so you play as both of them um and you know there wasn't a when i beat the game it didn't you know it seemed rushed there you know everything that i figured should happen happened you know you you're doing everything you need to do it just seemed like a more condensed story um, you do get to go back to the police station from Resident Evil 2, which is nice. Um, you get to see that again. Not the whole thing. You kind of go through about half of it. But it was pretty cool, you know, realizing walking up to this building, you know, they're saying, hey, we got to get to the police station. You walk in, you're like, oh, this is the same thing from Resident Evil 2. That's cool. And I'm pretty sure that was in the original as well. Because um, I, I think it takes place right around the same time. But, you know, it was for me not having any, you know, nostalgia with the original one and just going off of this remake as a standalone game i really really liked it it's a 100 percent a buy for me yeah and i think it, it's got something to say as well with most of the games now are like asking us to put 20 to 40 hours in much like assassin's creed is asking yeah. me to do as of late and i think there's something to say about you know a short contained story uh that grabs you in fun to play Mm-hmm. and doesn't require me to dedicate 40 hours to right uh, a five hour game seems perfect right now because i need to i need to get away from odyssey for a little bit uh <laughs> and get you know give me something completely new to play as well and i i don't have much childhood for the resident evil series either i never yeah. played seven i started it too mm-hmm. uh the two the resident evil 2 remaster and picked up three because of the hype and uh, waited for it to go on sale because, you know, I heard that it was only five hours long. So, yeah. And I never played them, the originals, mainly because growing up as a kid, I had no desire to scare myself playing a game. And <laughs> and I never like that carried over. Even when Resident Evil 7 came out, I didn't buy it because I don't play horror games just because I me personally, I don't like the feeling of like getting jump scared and just being constantly on edge was not for me. Like I, I never got into silent Hill or anything like that, but everybody talking about how good resident evil seven was is what kind of drew me in. And I played through that and absolutely loved it. And that's kind of drawn me into it. And now I'm used to it. Like you still get jump scared, but it doesn't bother me as much as it did. Um, I think, like I said, four is probably the one that I played the most of. I played through resident evil five with a friend, but those, you know, five is nowhere close to, you know, like the jump scare type horror game that a Resident Evil seven or even the original Resident Evil one, two and three were. So I guess I was just a baby for the longest time. And now I'm finally <laughs> getting I'm finally getting the courage to go back and play these type of games that I've missed out on. Yeah, and I guess this is the last memory that I'll share that I've had with Resident Evil, mm-hmm. but I did try to get into it during the 7 craze. I still never played 7 okay, because uh, because I'm a big baby, but I, I even tried 5 and 6 mm-hmm. on the PS4, and their shooting mechanics, oh, just they're terrible. Could not, I yeah. could not get through it. Yep. 
in order to play that. And these new remasters have made it much easier for me to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will admit, you know, the constant having to manage my resources is a little stressful. Yeah. But, uh, and I should mention, like, zombies, do they or do they really have to move their head that much? Like, you know, like, <laughs> yes. I'll be aiming, I'm aiming down the site for a good 15 seconds trying to line up a shot. And then probably it's because I'm not good at FPS games. But, there's, a, there's like a slight delay, I think, or, you know, it, it seems a little stiff when you're trying to aim for their heads and it takes a while to get used to. At least it did for me because, you know, I'm used to playing a Call of Duty where I know what I'm aiming at and I can just go right to it. This is a more deliberate, like it takes longer to aim. And I don't think there's a sensitivity. I didn't look, but it does seem a little stiff. But yeah, those are those are all my impressions for the games I've played so far. All right. Um, I did start just last night. Um, I started XCOM 2. I played it a little bit when it came out, but this is another one of the games that I had picked up during quarantine and I got got it with all the DLC. Um, These are games that when it first came out, the first XCOM, I was not into because I did not like that style of like, I don't even know what you call those type of games. Strategy? It's turn-based. Turn-based, yeah. It's real-time strategy. Yeah. Fire Emblem. Right. Um, I just I'm not into those type of games, but, you know, something changed a year or two ago when I played through the first XCOM and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty fun. So, I mean, I only played about an hour last night, but so far I'm really I'm really liking it. Um, It's definitely a lot better than the first one was that one. I don't think has aged that well, Um, but I'm going to keep playing on that. This is probably a game that I'll just kind of pop in and out of at times. Um, sometimes, you know, you get to the end of the day, like a day like us for today, where we were busy at work. The last thing I want to do is think. So those are, these are the days that I end up playing like a call of duty or an NBA or something like that. But you know, the days on like my off days, you know, I'll probably go back to an XCOM or Assassin's Creed, something like that. Um, but yeah, that's early, early impressions. It seems pretty good. I don't want to give a, a final opinion yet until I get a little bit farther into it, but that's pretty much all I played too. Yeah, from everything I know, like XCOM is definitely a game that I I would be into and really like. I just put all my time into Fire Emblem anyway. Mm -hmm. But I'm if if anybody wants an update on where I am at Three Houses, you know, I am finally (laughs) playing through the fight. You know, the 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 one house I haven't played through is the Black Eagles. So, so you've already played through it twice. Yes. Yeah, that's wild. And and each of the campaigns is close to a hundred hours. That's crazy. And that's be, but that's because I try to do everything and I try to maximize all of my relationships so I have all of the enemy women uh, <laughs> that I want. Yep. See, what I've come to realize is every time, like for you, like Assassin's Creed, you know, you told me like, oh, I'm like forty hours in, and it always blows my mind. I'm like, man, how do you get that much time in? But then I realize that unlike you like i get distracted <laughs> so i'm like i'm playing at i'm playing probably just as much as you are but i'm putting you know four hours a night into call of duty or you know something like that or, or three or you know here's two hours i'm gonna throw into nba where i already have 200 hours in it or probably close to three or 400 <laughs> hours in call of duty i just don't you know what i mean i don't have the focus i guess i don't have the discipline you do <laughs> Yeah, and like for me, I, I've almost all but dropped Call of Duty just right. because, I, like Warzone, at least I I get way too frustrated in. Mm-hmm. And I've told you, and I'm I actually not sure if I've said this on the podcast yet, but I've gotten back into Apex Legends, right? Which is if it, you know, it's only sixty people in it, so it's a much shorter game and mm-hmm. a pretty and a much smaller map. And I'm just having a lot more fun with that. I, I'm winning in Apex and I'm killing people in Apex. So I'm having fun with it. Whereas with Call of Duty, I'm mostly carried by my teammates. And I usually die because I got shot from behind. Right. Yeah, all these type of games, whatever game you end up being better at is the game you're going to get the most enjoyment out of. So like for me, I enjoy Call of Duty because that's what I win the most at. And like when we were playing Apex, when that came out and we were winning a decent amount, I had a ton of fun. Um, so I probably would have fun getting back into it. I just don't want to split my time even more between all the games I'm playing to go back to Apex. Yeah, 
Yes. <laughs> Especially considering that like Apex and um, maybe one day we'll compare, you know, the battle royale genres, you know, of games, maybe mm-hmm. a special episode. But Apex Legends movement is just something beyond, you know, mundane run, vaulting, jumping, shooting. It's, you know, it's alt-like abilities from Overwatch and the movement and climbing. I, I just have a lot of fun with that. It's much faster. Yeah. Uh, than what it feels like is, you know, boots on the ground, modern warfare. <laughs> Here's a side note I was I was uh, contemplating the other day when I was going through and putting together a list of what I've liked so far this year. Um, I, I came across Warzone because that did come out this year, but the game itself, Modern Warfare, was last year. Um, so I'm kind of in a dilemma whether or not I should include Warzone because it is a separate thing you can download for free. I just don't know if that if that classifies as a release this year or not. As my personal professional gamer opinion, <laughs> yes, uh, you can count it. Yeah, uh, the wars and it's Warzone was comp- something completely not available at the launch of the game. Right, we were all so, waiting for it. Exactly, yeah, we we played a ton of multiplayer last year when that came out, and we had a ton of fun. Yeah, we but did. We were all waiting for Warzone. That's what we wanted. <laughs> yeah, and that's and and it's that's not so much of a struggle as it is with Persona Five and Persona Five Royal, because most of the game is the same content. But Persona Five Royal came out this year compared to right. the the original which came out i think in 2017 or 2018 right and persona so, 5 royal would definitely count because it had a release a release date this year you know it's a see, separate, and, separate disc yeah but i don't think that counts because a majority <laughs> of the game is still the same whereas warzone was not something you could play right i um, mean at the end of the day it's it's that's something that would be on your list and not on mine so yeah. if you want to not put it on your list that is fine it's my gamer list. I get what I want. That's true. <laughs> but that's that's a conversation for, you know, six months from now. Yeah, especially when we're looking at November and we're trying to figure out right. and drowning in games. I hope so. With the, with the next gen console, because that's that's something I'm looking so forward to mm-hmm. is the the launch of these next gen consoles and the games that are gonna come out with it because right. they I hope that they blow me away and they're so, and you know, the, the holiday of 2020 will be something I never forget much yeah. like how for me it was when the PS3 came out and I got it for Christmas. I don't know why we didn't ask for it, but the <laughs> games that I played on that thing, like molded me uh, into mm-hmm. the game loving person I am now. So I'm Every- hoping I get much of that experience this year when the next gen consoles come out. Everybody has that experience growing up, whether, you know, it's when you're younger or a little bit older, like that one console that you got um, and just kind of changed everything. Like for me, um, like, I, you know, my dad bought me a Nintendo when I was five. Um, I had a Sega that I bought at a yard sale. Uh, PlayStation one. I honestly don't remember if I bought it or whatever, but for me, the one was PS two. You know, I had made a deal with my dad that I helped him uh, build a house for the summer. And in return, he would buy me the PlayStation 2. And, you know, that like to me was the biggest buildup because I worked for three months straight in the summer when I was could have been, you know, hanging out with all my friends playing all summer like they were doing. I was working because I wanted that PlayStation. And that's what molded me. And I think all of us and, you know, everybody, including us kind of is chasing after that every time a new console comes out. <laughs> and to me, nothing has lived up to it because once you get older, it's just kind of like, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to buy it. And that's pretty much it. So, yeah, hopefully so- something this time changes that for me, too, as well. I'd love to feel that way again about a new console. Yeah, yeah that was that, that, that we made we made this a much more happy podcast. <laughs> in the beginning. I feel like. Yeah, true. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and go to movies now. Yeah. I've only watched one movie. So okay. if you want to go into what you've done uh, for the week. All right. So I watched two movies um, and then I started a TV show. So first movie I can go over is uh, Spencer Confidential, which is on Netflix. And this is a movie with Mark Wahlberg. And I'm I totally blanking on the other guy in it, but he was in uh, Black Panther. Um, I'm going to have to look it up because I don't remember. Or if you could look it, it up for me. 
Is um, it Michael B. Jordan? No, no, no. It's um the bigger guy. Uh, I'm forgetting his name in Black Panther. Um, but anyway, uh, this has been on Netflix for a little bit, and I've had it on my list. I just haven't been in the mood, I guess. Um, but I did watch it, and it's a pretty standard, uh, Mark Wahlberg type movie, right? He's a he's a Boston cop, um, who goes to jail for beating up his superior officer and he gets out of jail and his whole thing is he's going to become a truck driver. He's going to move from Boston to Arizona. And then when he's, you know, he's going to school to learn how to drive a, a semi truck and he sees this thing on the news about, you know, the cop that he beat up got killed. And then there was another cop that got, had an apparent suicide and he knew that something was up. So he ends up kind of looking into it, not as a police officer anymore, but just as a citizen and, you know, the basic Mark Wahlberg hijinks, I guess. He's getting beat up. He's beating people up. Um, did you find the guy's name? Yeah, I was just about to say two things. Is it mm-hmm. Winston Duke? Yes. Yes. Uh, who plays Mbaku? Yes. He's, uh, he's in huge. Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude's so, huge. So just stand. What was the other thing you were going to say? Sorry. I was going to say, is this the movie with Post Malone in it? Yes, it is. He's, oh, in right. it. he's not in it very long, but he is in it. Yes. He's a white okay, supremacist. Cool. Yes, I've seen the meme. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, there's nothing new here that Mark Wahlberg hasn't done. He's going to get beat up. He's going to beat people up. Uh, he's going to solve whatever the, you know, the murder issue is here. Um, pretty standard. I enjoyed it. I don't think it's anything that you have to run out and go watch immediately. So I would put it in like the rent category, except it's on Netflix. But we're going to stick to the rent category here. Um, you know, if you're looking for something to watch on like a Saturday, it's not a bad way to spend, you know, an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes. Um, nothing to complain about here. It was, it was entertaining. You know, if it, if I can watch a movie and not pull my phone out, I consider that a success. And so this movie was a success for me. Okay. Uh, you want to do yours or you want me to go through mine? Sure, I'll go through mine okay, uh, or my one movie. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm just going to be the anime guy All right. uh, that, that goes through. I watched the movie Promare uh, that was That's a animated. That's anime what that sounds super anime it is pretty anime <laughs> i'll admit it uh, but it's animated by the same people that did the opening cutscenes for shantae and the seven siren studio trigger okay now promare is about uh this it it pre it predates and kind of shows how there are these normal people living and then there are these people called the burnish and before they develop the fire team for it, they show you in the beginning that uh, when people got angry, uh, they released what was called burnish, which people would explode with fire and it would, you know, cause massive incidents across the entire world. And at one point it got so bad to that there were so many burnish, they called it like the great blaze where there were all of these people and all of these incidents happening in the world. Uh, it then fast forwards to current day where uh, the Burnish have mostly been put under control by, uh, I'll say, regular citizens. And they develop this fire team for it uh, because the there is a terrorist group for the Burnish people because they've been oppressed now for so long. So the main character, uh, he he is this fire. He calls it his fireman spirit. So he's all about being flashy. He's all about extinguishing the burnish uh people and capturing the lead terrorist uh the terrorist group you find out is and i'm trying not to spoil too much of the movie but the terrorist group you find out isn't isn't all that bad they don't kill people unless they absolutely have to but what people don't understand is that the burnish you know these the fires they create out of out of them they have feelings the you know they the burnish builds up in people and they kind of scream. And then that's what causes all of these huge fires to happen. You eventually can't hold it in so much anymore. So you, you find out that the burnish really aren't the real villains and it's the regular people. So it's a huge thing of misunderstanding and misinformation. And you go through the main character, uh, kind of learning to understand the burnish, why they do what they do, and you learn more about the burnish people because a lot of it is still just oh they get angry and they burn a ton of stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the movie and the reason I watched it is because everybody had told me that it has really good animation and a mix of like CGI and it really is a good movie. 
of I rented it for like it's a rent for me and I rented it for like four bucks the HD version on like the Google Play Store Mm -hmm. I probably what I'm saying doesn't make a lot of sense but I'd never want to spoil a movie for someone or go too into blotter plotter details (laughs) but if you're looking it's not it's not available in English you have to uh you have to watch it with subtitles which causes me to concentrate more than i ever have because if something's in a different language and i don't understand it like you can look up and have no idea what's going on right yeah so you definitely get more involved with a movie when you have to read subtitles yeah and i I, and i understand spanish if it was in spanish i wouldn't have to pay attention so much (laughs) but it's in Japanese, so I have to pay attention to it. And that's probably what really gets me into anime just in general is that it causes me to pay attention and really get into it more so than American television. But I'm, I'm the anime guy of the podcast. Yep. So And, that, and that's you, okay. And if you want me to talk about anime, you know, you guys have to email us. If you guys want <laughs> anime opinions, I can give you guys Please a top don't. 10 anime list. <laughs> Please don't put me through that torture. I'll release it as an episode <laughs> on my own. Okay. All right. That's fair. I mean, if, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I understand it can be bad. Maybe not top 10. I'll put you through like a top three. Okay. And then maybe. And if there's a dub, I, I might have you try to watch it. I, oh, I'll God. slide it your way. I know. See, it's a lot uh, my issue with um, not just anime, but any type of like when you go through Netflix, right? And you're looking for stuff to watch. I've come across things. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. And then you watch like the trailer or whatever. And you can be like, oh, this is in another language. And they dubbed it. I refuse to watch it because when the when they're talking and it doesn't match up, like their lips don't match up, I can't do it. So, oh, yeah. so yeah, that put, is it, a big peeve. put it in another, keep it in the native language and give me the English subtitles, but don't dub it over because I, I will refuse to watch it at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the other movie I watched, you know, this was with all this nonsense going on right now in the world. I was like, I need some sort of movie that is, I don't even know what the right word is. Not fun. I guess uplifting, right? I wanted something to feel good and smile about. And I remember that I had wanted to watch uh, the movie called Peanut Butter Falcon. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. watched this or not um, or know about it. But I do know about Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay. I never watched it. Right. And I hadn't either. And I saw it. Um, I think it was like on demand or something like that. And I was like, oh, I haven't watched that. That, you know, that's probably a good one to watch right now. Um, for those who don't know, it is a Shia LaBeouf movie is in it. You know, Shia is in it and he is uh, a fisherman. And there is a guy who has Down syndrome who is in a nursing home. And because he doesn't have any family, so the state puts him in a nursing home. Uh, he escapes the nursing home because he wants to become a professional wrestler. Uh, and he happens to, you know, sneak onto Shia's boat. Uh, Shia doesn't see him and is trying to get away from some people and then realizes that this this guy is in the back of his boat. And it basically, you know, they they decide that Shia decides that he's going to take him, you know, all the way down to uh, where this wrestling school is supposed to be because he really wants to go. That's all he wants to do. And, you know, they become really close friends along the way. Um, Again, like you had said earlier, it's hard to really describe movies without giving away the whole movie. Um, But that's a basic plot of it. There is, you know, his caretaker who works at the nursing home looking for him as well. And, you know, she's, uh, you know, meets up with them later. But the whole thing is, you know, he wants to go meet this guy, his favorite wrestler who has this wrestling school. And, you know, they get there and this guy's not a wrestler anymore. He doesn't have the school, but, you know, he kind of does, does a school for him. Um, you know, they get him a wrestling match and uh, there's some old, older wrestlers in this movie. Uh, Jake, the snake is who he wrestles. And then you have, oh, okay. yeah, I you know have him. yeah. Um, you have some other wrestlers in there as well, but in general, you know, you're going to have like your sad moments in this movie, but this was like, was it such a good movie for, you know, just to kind of watch and just be happy about. And, you know, I, I'm a sucker for pretty much any movie that Shia does. Um, I've loved him since even Stevens, you know, holes is one of my favorite movies of all time. Holes, holes <laughs> a throwback. Yeah. Such a good movie. Um, you know, the first transformers movie is great. I still think it's great to this day. Um, he's done so many movies that I really, really enjoyed. So it was good to see him back in, you know, 
a role that was really meant for him. You could tell that he had so much fun making this movie. I had made the comment when I was watching it that I, I wonder how much of the what was actually shot for this movie was scripted and how much was them just kind of hanging out and talking because there's so much going on that just seems super genuine between the two of them just talking back and forth. So yeah. this is a great movie. Um, this is a buy for me. I don't, it'd probably be hard to find because I don't really see it anywhere. Um, I haven't seen it in stores or anything like that since it came out, but it's one that I'm probably going to end up hunting down on like Amazon and ordering just to have, uh, cause it's a good movie that I could see myself watching a couple times. Yeah. And it's, it says a lot to like that cast. I, I know that movie won a couple of awards. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's just too bad that I, I never watched it. I think that mo- I'm, I'm recently starting to get back into the whole watching movies and going to the movie theaters mm-hmm. after a long time of not doing it since uh, in my teenage years. Yeah. So, I mean, for uh, those who like for us, you know, and we both have Comcast, right? Um, it's, it's on demand for them. You can watch it for free. So, you know, it's not going to cost you anything to check it out. Um, definitely worth the time, though. Cool. And the last thing I have is I just started watching the show Billions on Showtime. Yeah. Um, you know, to to be perfectly honest out there, the only reason I started watching it was because I think they're on the third season right now. And for those who don't know, I fell, you know, headfirst into wrestling about six months ago, seven months ago. So I had heard that Becky Lynch was going to be on, you know, season three of Billion. So I was like, oh, I should probably check that out. I've never watched it. I didn't even really know what it was about. Um, this is a, a show that when I was younger, I would have had nothing to do with because it has to do with, you know, uh, stock market and, you know, that kind of thing. Illegal trading, not something I would have been interested in and probably something I would have thought was extremely boring back in the day. But now that I'm old. Uh, it interests me. A, it interests me a little bit more. You have that side, and then you have the you know the the attorney, the U.S. Attorney General, who's looking into this company trying to shut it down because he thinks that they're doing things illegally. So you have him. They kind of have him set up right at least as far. I'm like seven or eight episodes into the first season. They have him set up as like, yeah, he's kind of good. He's kind of bad. And then the guy in charge of this company uh, that's doing all the trading, who's a billionaire, hence the term billions. Everybody, you know, loves him and he does so much good, but he also has kind of a bad side to him where like there's an episode where he comes across a uh, government building that has a name on it on the front of a guy. And he realizes that that guy is who when he was a kid, he caddied for him and he read a green wrong and this guy had him fired as a caddy. So he donates, you know, $125 million to put his name on the building instead of this other guy like he's super petty like that so yeah (laughs) i mean for it's it's great i've been really really liking it but you have to be into like that type of show there's other things going on there's some you know but for the most part it's going to be it's a show that's a lot of talking um a lot of trading you know knowledge being thrown around that i have no idea what it means but i'm still having a good time with it so definitely check it out if you know if you're if it sounds cool um I'll have more of a impression once I get a little bit farther in, but for now I've been enjoying my time with it. Yeah. And I do plan on still watching Westworld. Yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get all the stuff from HBO set up from my end, just because my, my parents have it back at home, but then mm-hmm. apparently the HBO go account is something completely different. Oh, okay. So I have to, I'm trying to figure out how to watch uh Westworld and just get the login stuff. So that, that is in the works for me. Cool. Yeah. That'll be good. Once you start getting through that, um, you know, I, I haven't started season two yet. I took a little bit of a break. Um, so, you know, if you maybe if you get through season one and then we could kind of just sign not at the, in the same apart, uh, same house or whatever, but simultaneously kind of watch season two and three and have our impressions. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But that's going to be it from us uh, at the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. Um, I'm glad we were able to make the tone of this a little bit uh, happier and nicer since the beginning, of course, with all the delays and the right. the protests and everything like that. But uh, if you're looking to follow us, listen to us on Spotify, you're already listening to us there. Apple Podcast, we're there. We're on Anchor as well. Uh, we, we have a Twitter at High Sensitivity uh, there. 
We have a Twitch now at High Sensitivity Gaming. We also have an Instagram with the same thing. If you look up High Sensitivity Gaming, you're you're gonna find us. <laughs> We're whether everywhere. It's on, whether it's on Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, or Twitter. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking to email us, whether it's with questions or hypotheticals or anything like that, uh, you can email us the High Sensitivity Podcast at gmail.com. I got that right, right? Yep, you did. Perfect. All right, I had to write it down. I've with all the stuff <laughs> we're on now, I can't miss it. It is kind of a long email, so, but that you know, what what can you do? Yeah, and you know, people will remember it at least. True. So I'm, I'm a okay with it. But my name is Barry. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you guys next time. See you later. <laughs>